Hello and welcome back to the Rustic Preacher Podcast. I'm your host, the Rustic Preacher. I'm excited to bring you guys a new episode this week and I hope you guys are enjoying it. I know I've been on homesteading for a while and the last episode we talked a little bit about fellowship and um, just kind of thinking about different ideas and topics this week during my devotions and my life, a new topic came to mind. So the reason for that was, is this week we were doing a lot of canning. What do I mean by that? Well, our fruit trees are in full blossom. They bloom, they bore fruit, and now it's time to harvest that fruit. So we have been processing peaches and pears and making peach jelly and jam and canned peaches for just to eat or possibly make cobblers out of in the winter. Um, we also make pear, pear butter, whole pears, and we like to uh, process them and can them to put on the shelf so that, especially during the winter time, when it's stormy and gloomy and cold and miserable outside, we can come back inside and have a nice treat. And oftentimes in a cold, miserable day that's cloudy or foggy and freezing and you have to go move stuff and work outside, you come inside and have a nice hot meal that's finished off with a nice big old cobbler steaming with maybe some heavy cream on top or some vanilla ice cream scooped on top or just plain. It's always good. So it's delicious. It's something we look forward to. And at times it can be a lot of work to pick the fruit and to process the fruit and can the fruit and store the fruit. Um... But man, the reward that comes out of the labor and enjoying that is, is something of beauty. It's of bliss. It's some form of heaven on earth at times, you might say. Um, it really is rewarding. And I thought about that, and in my devotions this week, I came across Psalms 119. And I want to read to you guys uh, what I read in Psalms uh chapter 19, not 119. I apologize if I said that. Psalms 19, starting in verse 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. I'm going to pause there at the end of verse 9. But 7, 8, and 9, the law of the Lord, the precepts of the Lord, the commands of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, right? All of these things, the rules of the Lord, they're referring to the Word of God, the Bible. And it's amazing how it lines this out. It says, Man, when we go to the law, when we go to the Bible, it's perfect, and it revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, and when we go to it, it makes us wise, even though we can be simple. So even the most simple of us, when we come to the Word, can become wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, and they rejoice the heart. The com commandments of the Lord are pure and they enlighten the eyes. They open our eyes to things that would rather we would be blind to if we didn't listen to the word of the Lord. It's clean and it endures forever. It's true and it's righteous altogether. 
I love how the psalmist reflects on the Word of God. I mean, this is really true. The, the beauty that comes out of this, there's so much confusion and chaos in the world, and we need some form of absolute. We need something that's a baseline that we can work with. We need a foundation, and that's the Word. It's the Bible, and we can trust it. And when we come to it, we're better off after coming to the Word of God because we leave with a revived soul. We, we leave with a rejoicing heart. We relieve with pure motives. We have our eyes open to things. And this is how the psalmist sums that up. Verse 10 of chapter 19, it says, More to be desired are they than gold, even much more than fine gold, sweeter also than honey and dripping of the honeycomb. more precious than gold, and more sweet than honey. You feel down in your life. You feel like, oh man, this is rough. Oh, you come to a point in your life where you're not just down, but maybe you have questions. Man, I need answers. I need direction. I need lifted up. I need to see this differently. The psalmist here points out that to do that, you go to the Word. You know, as believers, do we come to the Word of God and sit down and start reading it and we can't put it down? And I understand sometimes it can be confusing. Yeah, there's chapters in the Bible that are confusing, and that's why I spend hours every week interpreting it and and studying it and, and looking at it in the original language and all these things and and to look at the history around it when it was written, I put all this time into it because I want to understand it more. And it's my job as a pastor to try to bring it to the people, to the flock that God has put before me as an under shepherd and to feed it in a way that is palatable and that can be chewed. And it's not going to be something that someone can't work with in the pulpit. I really try hard to be practical so people can apply what I teach. They can practice what I preach. Otherwise, if there's nothing that you can chew on, uh, you're going to go away hungry. And I never want anyone to leave church after I get done preaching and be hungry, more hungry than they were when they came in. Matter of fact, I want them to be encouraged. I want their eyes to be open. I want them to see what is pure. I want them to endure. I want them uh, to feel the righteousness and truth. And I want them to taste something sweeter than honey and more precious than gold. So I want to bring them the Word of God. And as a believer, when I go to the Word of God, I start reading it. I dive into it. There's a lot of parts of the Bible that aren't confusing. Go to the Psalms. Go to Proverbs. Go to John and, and, and read the story of Christ and how he's the Messiah and he came to die for our sins. If you can't read those things and be encouraged, read them again. You're, you're reading it through the wrong lens. Take off your bias. Take off your lens and, and your uh, perspective that you think you know what the word means. You think you know what it says. And just read it for what it says. And man, it becomes addicting. You can't get enough of it. Just like when my wife has that nice baked peach cobbler in the dead of winter and the storms of winter 
in the cold and bitter, harsh work outside. And I come inside and I sit down and I smell the beautiful aroma and she puts it on my plate and serves it before me. And I dig into it and I think, oh, this is so good. I could keep eating it until I'm fat, until I am sick of it, until I, I just, I can't get enough. There's never enough peach cobbler. I don't care how big the pan gets. Some of you guys might not peach, like peach cobbler. Maybe you like berry cobbler, blackberry cobbler. Uh, maybe you like pear butter on homemade biscuits or peach jam on a biscuit. Or, or maybe you're a cake person, an ice cream person. I don't know what it is, but when you like it, man, you can't get enough of it. Do we feel that way about the Word of God? Because it's more precious than gold. It's sweeter than honey. More sweet than the full honeycomb. You know, I think there's times in our life where people use the Word of God in the wrong way. You know, there was a lot of thou shall not thrown at us in our faults, our mistakes, our shortcomings growing up, perhaps. Maybe it was done in a judgmental way. Maybe it was done to be abusive. Maybe someone said, oh, the Word of God says this, so you have to do this for me. And they used it to manipulate you and get what they wanted. I'm sorry, you guys. That's, that's not what God intended. That's not how His Word should be used. But if you go to the Word of God without the bias, if you go to the Word of God and you put aside how people have abused the Word of God and you get it for yourself, you get the ingredients, the fresh, beautiful ingredients, the sweetness of it on your own unadulterated Word of God, man, it is finer than gold and sweeter than honey. I can't get enough. You know, I, I started reading through the Psalms. I found myself in Psalms 119. I think I messed up and started by saying Psalms 119 when I first started. I meant Psalms 19. But I got away with Psalms 119. And man, Psalms 119 is a long psalm and you start it and you can't finish it. It's like, it's forever. But you just keep going and going and going and going. And next thing you know, you're like, man, I almost read through all the books of Psalms. And I feel encouraged, uplifted. I feel challenged. I feel enlightened i feel confused i feel all these things that come from the word of god and it makes me more curious it makes me crave it more and i think man i have a storehouse of it i have shelves full of it because i have access to the word of god what a great praise and blessing and some of you maybe you're a doubter in your faith or maybe you don't know christ as your personal savior maybe the bible just this book that you've thought about getting into, or maybe you came to this podcast because you said, oh, it's Rustic Preacher. Maybe I can learn something. I heard there was some homesteading stuff on here that I like, but I'm not too into this uh, God thing. Maybe you should take the Bible. If I told you, hey, this thing's more precious than gold and sweeter than honey, and you find value in things, and you go, man, I wonder if that's true. Dig in. I'll warn you, you might stick around for a while. I mean, to have access to the unadulterated Word of God is huge, huge blessing. Ones that people are willing to die for um, outside of the country, you know, of the great United States of America, and God we trust. I'm sorry for the sarcasm there, but I mean, we are privileged to live in this country, and it is a blessing to have access to the Word of God. There's free Bibles all over. There's still hotels. There's still... Uh, 
all kinds of places that have Gideon's Bibles there, Psalms in the New Testament, and Proverbs. And I mean, you want a good Bible? Well, maybe we'll have an episode on that. But you go to a good church that that's preaching the Bible and from the Bible and get yourself a Bible, and man, you can dig in. You can really get access to a Bible for free virtually almost anywhere. Online ministries, a lot of these online ministries are pastors online. You can go and listen to them. They'll have options where you can reach out and, and get your free Bible. You know, get into the Word of God, especially going through the hardships of life. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and the world is is changing before our very eyes. Uh, it is it is changing rapidly. The world I grew up in is not the world uh, that I'm currently living in. It's not the world my children are going to grow up in. It's definitely not going to be the same kind of world that their children grow up in. They won't even have the faintest clue of the world I grew up in because it's so distant. I mean, to think when uh, digital TVs and flat screen TVs were invented and, and when cell phones were invented and the internet was invented. I mean, this was huge. When I was a kid, like, man, look at this. They, were, they weren't even teaching us this stuff in school yet. I mean, we were still using typewriters to fill out college applications. I don't even know how they do it this day. It's probably all online or, or perhaps they don't even have them. I mean, we would go through scholarships and just fill out the forms with the typewriter. And our school had one and everyone had to share it. Uh, typing was a new thing. And they were trying to figure out how to teach it and what was the best program. We had to wear these little goggles that wouldn't let us look down and and learn to feel the buttons on the the keyboard and memorize it and type at a certain speed i mean this was all booming when i was in school and my parents generation man they are they remember sitting in the living room after supper listening to the radio before bed they didn't have channel six news they didn't have that they had radio station so-and-so and at certain time listen to so-and-so I mean, the world's changing and it's not always changing for the better. Jobs are, are going to, they, they used to be prevalent, but they're going to start getting scarce. Inflation's through the roof. The pandemic was, I mean, just craziness. I was walking through stores and there was nothing on the shelves. And I thought, man, I feel like I'm in some apocalyptic movie in Hollywood. It was bare. It was crazy. It was deserted. It's like a ghost town. But in all that chaos, when I go to the Word of God, it lifts my spirit. It holds my heart. It calms my soul. It gives me wisdom and insight and direction. Opens my eyes to, to how to discern and what to do in these different situations. It encourages me. I mean, man, it's precious. It's good stuff. And once you've tasted and seen that it's good, uh, you got to have it. Can't get enough of it. So I guess that's my challenge this week. Uh, if you guys are believers, how much time are you spending in the Word? How many, how many times a week do you open that Bible and just read a little bit? What if but when you woke up or before you went to bed, you, you just read a verse a day? Just one verse. How long does it take to read one verse? You can pop your head up. I got an app, an ESV Bible app for free on my phone. 
I can pop that sucker open and go, okay, Psalms 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. You guys, that was less than 20 seconds. A third of a minute. Do we have 10, 15 seconds a day to go and, and to listen to the Word of God? Because guess what? When that cobbler is served on the table in the middle of winter, yes, it's good and I eat it up quick, but I enjoy and savor it for a lot more than 10 seconds a day. It takes me more than 10 seconds to get up from the table. Goodness sakes, I mean... How much time are we spending in the Word? I mean, this week, it could even start with, read the entire chapter of Psalms 19. You know, it's not a long, it's not a long chapter. Psalms 19, how many verses are there? Let's look. There's 14 verses in Psalms 19. So that's going to take you, what, five minutes to read if you're as slow as a reader as me? Less than that. I bet you it takes you two minutes. So what's our excuse? Is it time? Is it energy? Well, it says right here, it replenishes, it revives the soul. So you want a boost of energy instead of getting up and looking for that energy drink, that Red Bull, or going to the local coffee shop and getting that sugary something in a cup? Man, maybe you need a little revival. <laughs> Open the Word of God. Because I can guarantee you this, it's going to revive you. It's going to replenish you in ways that nothing else on this earth can. No other substance. It's far greater than something that is far greater than precious gold. It's far sweeter than honey. In the natural world, those are the two most precious things in the natural world. Rare and precious. Ready to eat. Gold, you dig it up, it's worth something right away. Honey, you get it from the honeycomb, it's sweet instantly. Eat it, enjoy it. This is the natural world. It's far greater than a 401k. It's far greater than a paid-for house. It's far greater than land. It's far greater than sugar latte, muco moco, whatever. It's far sweeter than those cookies at that new cookie restaurant chain or the best donut in town it's sweeter than all of that get you some there's not a good enough excuse not to get in the word of god especially when you're going through hardships but even when you're not it helps direct your path your feet so you don't stumble up in the week find yourself in a situation that you could have avoided it keeps you vigilant And if you guys aren't big Bible people, I'm just going to tell you, you're missing out. I've tasted and seen that it's good. I will brag about it. And I'm telling you, it's worth your while. Get into the Word of God. Anyways, I appreciate your guys' time. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, look, for, uh, Stay tuned for future episode. I hope to bring out some more little devotionals kind of like this. Uh, this month as I'm kind of plugging along through harvest and through new things this month and holidays and the church and 
Uh, I really do enjoy having the opportunity to do this, and I appreciate you guys as listeners. If you have questions or concerns or comments that you would just like to be an encouragement, uh, feel free to reach out at the Rustic Preacher Podcast at gmail.com. You can email me directly at that link, uh, email address, the Rustic Preacher Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to answer your questions, hear your comments, and uh, I hope you guys have a blessed week. I'll sign out and remind you that God is good all the time, and God is real, so we should be real too. God bless. Mm-hmm.